Hi. Hi. Hey. How's it? How's it? Hi. Hey. How are you? <laughs> how are my gals? I feel like I just spoke to you guys last week. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, funny thing about that, y'all. We're recording two weeks in a row, which is not typical for us. But uh, that's because... By the time this episode comes out, we'll have just gone on a very exciting adventure, and so uh, we won't be around to record next week. Should we tell the people where we're going finally? Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time. Uh, first off, we'll start with the smaller one, okay? We're going to be spending a night in the haunted room of the Salem Inn in Salem, Mass. We're going back. Woo-hoo! Back to see our girl. We knew we would. We knew we would. We were addicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going We're going to a big boy. We're going to the Lizzie Borden house. I am so scared. I am. Overnight. <laughs> yeah, we're staying two nights. If one wasn't good enough, we're staying for two. So here's hoping we get some activity to report on. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm scared. I have been having nightmares uh, which normally means that some sort of big paranormal event is about to happen. And um, yeah, I'm a little scared. Yeah, I mean, I have to be honest. Like, I'm very excited to spend time with my ghouls, go on a little vacay. Yes. We always have a good time. But I just have been so anxious about this trip and not pumped because I'm nervous. I'm scared. Yeah. And I don't know where I'm going to sleep. You know, I don't like old things. I am going to have to be fully covered at all times. I can't like sit on anything comfortably. (laughs) She brings a towel everywhere she goes. Y'all are going to see. I'm going to just be like fully clothed the whole time. Socks on the hand. She's going to be wearing a snowsuit. Right. (laughs) Fully hooded. But what's good? Fully hooded, like and we were just talking about this. Touch me, well, because also, like, I think it also came from like stuff from like the Black Swan Inn of like uh-huh. you know something could have just interacted with my skin or body mm. weird. Like, just yeah. don't don't do it. Don't she touch anything. Touch the stuff. Don't touch the walls. <laughs> don't touch the antiques in the room. Uh, uh, yeah, we we won't be touching stuff. The good thing though is that I know that it was. Uh, rehabbed a bit in the last few years. It's under new ownership. So I've heard they have very comfy beds and linens. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think I think we'll be okay. You just don't sit on the other furniture. Oh, jeez. Yes. You, yeah. you touch it with your eyes. And by that, I mean you just look. <laughs> right. I'll be standing Please don't hold your eyeballs up against it. I'll be standing in the middle of the room the whole two days. Oh, my God. No, we're going to make sure you... You go to sleep. I am nervous, though. I've been thinking about this. I don't know if I'm going to sleep at all this weekend. I hope I hope I get some shut eye, but... Probably not I with think me freaking will. standing there haunting your ass. I can't <laughs> <sleep>. <laughs> we'll be doing enough during the day, and we won't tell people what we're doing yet. But we'll be walking around doing enough that we'll probably, you know, be pretty tired at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Unless I have a little ghoul just just creep in on me and not Emily, another <laughs> oh. one. You can go sleep in my car if that's the case. It's Honestly, pretty comfy back there, I think. I'm already, like, looking into 
if there's anything else in the area in case I need to. Oh my god, let me oh join. So I'm coming. <laughs> you guys just leave me there. Yeah, no, which is fine. Our, our sweet, sweet friend Jen, we're actually going there to celebrate her birthday, so she'll birthday. be there too. <laughs> but yeah, we've. We've got our our bags are getting packed of all the good investigation goodies. We have new tools. We're going to try out the Estes method for the first time, which I'm so nice. pumped on. Um, we got our protective measures from our friends at City Alchemist. So love it. We're set. Yeah, yeah we're, we're set. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when you guys hear this, we'll have already already been there. So you may or may not hear from us ever again. We'll we'll find out. Did we sur- <laughs> did we survive or not? It's the question. Oh jeez. Yeah. The age old question. The age old Q. Will the ghouls survive? Have they made it? Oh, I hope <sighs> so. Yeah. If it's not the ghost, my anxiety will put me in the hospital. So. Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm anxious, but I think I think it's gonna be okay. Um, yeah. A friend. A medium friend of mine reached out and said something very exciting is coming my way in terms of paranormal events. So oh. I'm hoping that it is the travel channel. Well, that, um, but I'm hoping it's in regards to this trip. We're going to have a, a breakthrough, or honestly, maybe we are going to finally get our travel channel show. Hey, do you guys like us? Tell the travel channel we should have a show. <laughs> For real. Yeah, we're we very need- entertaining and cute. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been waiting for the email for four years. This girl, oh my gosh, yeah, our four-year yeah, anniversary three? is next month, which is so insane. Crazy. We've got, I, I've got something special planned for that. You guys oh just God. wait. <gasps> you guys just wait. Very excited. Okay, well, should we? Uh, we could talk all day. That's the thing about us crazy girls. Should we get into it? <laughs> yes. Yes, we actually, we planned to start recording 50 minutes ago, but we were talking for 50 minutes. Catching up. <laughs> Fun, fun, fun thing about us. Sometimes we just can't shut our little yappers. Well, let's Mm -hmm. let's do it. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and it's time to get spooky. (laughs) I just had to stop myself from doing my my jingly hand movements because I've heard my my charms in a recording. So (sighs) trying to trying to remember. But uh. Yeah, this week's episode is very exciting because the topic was suggested by a dear patron listener turned dear friend, Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. We're talking about haunted breweries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So right. (laughs) But speaking of Jeffrey, uh, he actually sent us a little haunted brewery story that I feel like we should kick (gasps) this off with, right? 100%. 100%. Oh my God, yes. Okay. And it's really. Jeffrey is good. a gem. Jeffrey is an angel. I just, I truly don't have words. The kindest person, the absolute kindest person. But this story is really good. Can't wait. All right. Jeffrey says, Hi, ghouls. I love you. That's in all caps. <laughs> I know you were doing a Haunted Brewery episode and wanted to share a couple of stories of when I worked at the Schlafly tap room in St. Louis, Missouri. I hope I said that correctly. A quick history lesson on the building itself. The tap room was the first location of the St. Louis brewery, also known as Schlafly Beer. 
It was originally two separate buildings used by a printing company that abandoned the location when they moved their business to the suburbs. The building sat dormant for about 22 years before being discovered by the founders of the brewery. Having housed printing presses, the buildings had steel girders, which would also help hold brewing equipment. During the renovation of the property, their buildings were adjoined by an entryway, stairwell, beer garden, and a tunnel that connected the basements of the buildings. Now to the stories. Ooh. When I first started at the brewery, I worked in private parties. There were usually rehearsal dinners and wedding receptions up in the club room on the second floor. On my first night, I was being shown how to set up the tables and chairs for a rehearsal dinner. All the tables were stored in a dry storage room that connected to the club room with double wooden doors. I rolled out the last of the round tables to set up and went back to close the doors. As I was setting up the tables, the doors started rattling and the metal doorknobs were being turned and let go. This startled myself and the bartender. The bartender, who was closer, screamed, There are no locks on the doors! Push! This made the doors rattle with more ferocity. When this happened, the bartender walked over with some choice words to open the doors. As soon as the bartender walked in front of the doors, everything stopped rattling and there was a knocking on them. She turned to me and said, can you come here? This shit scares me. I obliged and she opened the doors, walked inside, and I followed. Nobody was in there. She smiled and said, so I guess this wasn't in your training. This will happen from time to time, which is why I hate being up here alone. The basement is worse, though. She smiled and went back to cutting limes. Having grown up in a haunted house, this was old hat, and I wanted to know what she meant by the basement is worse. I finished my prep work and went over to the bar to ask. The bartender said, well, there's a shadow in the basement that you'll see walking around. It looks like a person, but you can't make out the features. And sometimes you'll see someone smiling at you. What? Yeah. <laughs> she continued, I was down there changing a keg one night, and as I was getting back on the elevator, I saw my own face peek around the corner and smile at me. She finished the story with tears in her eyes. The way this story had provoked such emotion in her was what really caught me. He fin she finished up by saying, there are heaps of people here that don't believe in ghosts. Figure out who they are and have them change your kegs at night. Skipping forward a few months, it was a Saturday and I needed to grab a few kegs for pickup. All the kegs were in our huge walk-in fridge in the basement. I took the elevator down and when the doors opened, a tour group was standing there waiting to go up after they had finished their sampling. The tour guide loaded everyone up on the elevator and sent them up. Let's call this tour guide Marty. Marty then stayed in the cellar to chat with me while I grabbed the kegs and he sat up for the next sampling. The beer and cheese samples we used for the tours were kept in the walk-in to make sure they were chilled for each group. I loaded up my kegs and he gra grabbed his sampling board and we walked out of the fridge and froze shoulder to shoulder. In the middle of the room was another Marty-looking person. This mimic was wearing everything Marty was currently wearing down to the same trucker hat. The doppelganger was looking at something to the right of us and then slowly began smiling, but smiling only with its mouth. What? A, a very sinister, creepy smile. I heard Ooh. Marty say, 
what in the hell? And the figure began to <laughs> fade into the floor. No. Yes. No. We both stood there for a few seconds and looked at each other like, you saw that, right? Wait, Jeffrey? Yes. Jeffrey. I can't believe we're just hearing this story. I know. I know. Marty immediately said, well, I have seen that thing as other people, but I haven't seen it copying me yet. We both had an adrenaline laugh, and he went on to tell me about he how he and a few other tour guides had seen this thing looking like both past and present taproom employees. I can still see that weird smile. I haven't worked there in eight years, but sometimes wonder if a tour is seeing someone that looks like me in the cellar smiling at them. Stay spooky, Jeffrey. No. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. That's- Jeffrey what? <laughs> I cannot believe you haven't told us that story yet, but what the hell is going on there? Oh, my gosh. You've been seeing doppelganger apparitions fading into the floor and haven't said anything? I know. I'm shook. I'm shook. But this is why Jeffrey has been wanting us to get our little butts to St. Louis so badly, and now I know why. Uh-uh. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so I'm not much going, going on in there. there. <laughs> Somebody's going to copy my image. It's so spooky, It's not for right? sale. I can't believe You're gonna have to that. You're going to pay me. I, I know. I can't believe that the tour guide saw himself. Yeah. Like, that's so creepy. Don't you think he would just vomit? I would. I would be sick. <laughs> yeah. Vomit on my sweater already. Mother's <laughs> lasagna. <laughs> Mother's doppelganger. Oh, oh my gosh. god! That is yeah, insane. Uh uh-uh. uh No thanks. Ew. Yeah, it's it's a lot to digest, but uh, yeah. Who wants to go next? I also have another short brewery story, which I I can tell, or one of you guys can hop in. Why don't you Feel just free. tell it? Okay, I'll do it. Just I'll do carry my on. I'll do a little shorty. So this is the Wincoop Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado. And I picked it because I was just in Denver, Colorado. And um, I walked past this building and, yeah, wish wish I had known what was going on in there because something's afoot. So this is a downtown Denver brewery residing in a 125-year-old brick warehouse building that's seen a lot of changes over the last century. And we know what changes bring about in old buildings. So something really interesting about this building is that in their basement, there are bricked over tunnels that snake through Denver underneath the ground. So Um, some of them lead all the way to Union Station. Another leads to the haunted Brown Palace Hotel. So are the ghosts traveling from over there? We don't know. We don't know. But because the building used to be a mercantile, the tunnels served to move their merchandise coming in off the trains all about town. Another interesting fun fact that they had on their website is that the Beatles actually used these tunnels at one point to get across downtown to avoid the frenzy of fans up on the on the ground level. So Cute. fun, fun fact. The Beatles have been in these spooky tunnels, <laughs> but it's no surprise that this old building has seen a lot of gen- energy and thus it's haunted. So their restrooms are located in the basement. And first of all, I'm not going into basements. Don't ask me to do that because I'm not going to. But 
because they're down there, the brewery has had a few guests tell them that they've experienced encounters of a paranormal variety while using the facilities, especially men who claim that they have felt something brush the backs of their legs while they're standing at the urinal. Which, what is that about? (laughs) Who is that freaky ghost? It seems like a kid to me would do something like that. Just goofing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just go- just goofing. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of these encounters seem to happen in the basement. Like I said, people feel their legs getting brushed on, like just just a general feeling of being brushed on when no one's there. That happens a lot downstairs. But some of these spirits seem to make their way upstairs. So on late nights, employees have turned off all the lights upstairs, walk down to the basement to check on the bathrooms before closing, you know, typical nightly duties, gone back upstairs, and all the lights had been turned back on. <laughs> Additionally, some customers and employees have claimed to see a lady in a red dress walking across the room in the upstairs pool hall. So she sounds fancy. Sounds cool. Back in 2016, the brewery had heard so many stories about the location that they decided to do their own paranormal investigation. So a few staff members stayed overnight in the basement. Again, what are you guys up to? But not my business. They used a spirit box, which we know contacts spirits through the use of scanning radio frequency. And while they were down there, they asked the ghosts if they knew where they were. They said that they kept hearing coop coming through this static, which is like shorthand kind of nickname that they call Mm. the brewery because it's named Wincoop. They asked who the lady in the red dress was, and they heard a very distinct Isabel come through the spirit box. They've also captured a shadow figure darting in front of the wall on that investigation. There's actually a video of it on YouTube. If you search, this is the exact title, Spirit box session in the haunted Wincoop basement. You will find it and you can see the spirit box session, the shadow figure, all of that good stuff. But um, yeah, that was just a shorty. If you want to find out more about the history of the building and the brewery and you happen to be in or near Denver, they offer free tours to the public Tuesdays through Saturdays. They offer them in the afternoon. So let us know if you go. Let us know if you go into the basement and you get a little... A little butt squeeze or something. <laughs> something spooky. But yeah, there you have it. The Wind Coop. Downtown Denver, Colorado. Butt squeeze. Wow. Little, just a little one or just a light brush across the legs. But. Well, I have a shorty too. I mean. Um, Mine's a long So that's so good. You I should, should go you next. Should go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I took myself. For the yeah, I took myself over to uh, to London. London. Yeah, and uh, specifically at Middleton, Manchester. <gasps> and I uh, found myself some uh, good old spooks down at the Green Gate Brewery. Yes. Also, yes. I just want to say that that accent I just did, I know it was not English, was and I don't terrible. know where it came from. I you know. guys know I do a pretty good English accent. I know. I have it. to, like, figure out how to get mine back for this real quick because I can't just be botching it the whole time. Usually yeah. usually I practice with, would you like, would you like a cup of tea? A cup oh. of tea? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got, I've um, got it. 
A fun fact that maybe I've told you guys, maybe I haven't. When I was in sixth grade, I spoke in a British accent my my whole sixth grade year. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you? Did people think that was real? No, because oh. I was at my fucking elementary school where I had gone since <laughs> preschool. So no, no oh. one believed it. Maybe people out in the world did. Also, when I was in high school, my boyfriend's mom thought it was like very funny to do accents in public to see if people would believe that we were from wherever our accent was from. And so I did a lot of accents then. But also when my youngest sister and I are together, we do we do a lot of accents. So I love an accent, but I just wanted you guys. Yeah, that wasn't my best work. I don't know what that accent was. So yeah, hopefully throughout the story, (laughs) we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll get it together. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so the Green Great Green Gate Brewery, I got to work on that too. Green Gate Brewery was um, it was established in 1828, but it's a very old um, brewery, and it's got a lot of different kind of locations because it's built from a 16th century like cottage village. Like there's a bunch of little cottages, and that's what makes up the brewery. Um, so the whole thing is super old. Um, John Lees, he was a a cotton manufacturer. He had bought the place in 1828 and he thought, why not? Might as well make some hops, you know? So he got his buds on board, his fam, and he named it J.W. Lees & Co. And the brewery still runs to this day. It's apparently very haunted. Um, in Manchester, everybody knows it. And so the show Most Haunted went and explored it. And that's kind of where I got majority of my information from. I got to watch the show after work today. And it was very, um, it was a, such a delight. Uh, the people are wonderful. And the accents were just, Aww. I was thrilled. And I just recommend everybody go watch that episode, um, Green Gate Brewery Haunting from most haunted because it was like it was such a good show and the ending had me real y'all but let's get into it so this brewery being as old as it as it is obviously has a lot of spooks and haunts around one in particular is this tall dark cloak figure who he likes to hang out among the files there's this filing room in the brewery <laughs> and he likes he to- and i both <laughs> He likes to walk through the files for whatever reason. He's probably like looking for answers or something. (laughs) (laughs) Same. So he's crazy. Um, Objects fly around in there a lot. There's this like sense of impending doom around like the whole brewery, but they really felt it in this one place. And while in like that area, this guy, I don't, I can't remember his name on the show, but he's got two studs in one ear. So I call him two studs because he's got two studs. (laughs) Cute, cute. Not to be confused with two chains. Right. Two studs was like he was getting this presence of this guy with like some medallion. Like he had some necklace, all right? And he was probably like murdered from behind because he knew too much. I'm thinking that's the guy in the file cabinet, you know? Mm. Yeah, I'm putting dots together for you. But a lot, a lot of stuff was happening throughout the show. A lot of bing, bang, booms, a lot of gas, 
a lot of, you having a laugh, you having a laugh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they say that a lot, which was great. But um, something a historian said before all of, you know, they went in and they did their investigation. A historian said that like a couple people did die in the brewery. Like they had fallen into some of the vats or like the the barrels or something and drowned in the beer. Oh, shit. Yeah. So like a, that happened to a couple people, apparently. Um one time they didn't know where like the manager or something was and like 30 days later found him at the bottom of like a barrel or something. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So, bottom of the barrel. And Oh. I know. And some I don't know why I'm laughing. It's terrible. It's uncomfortable laughter. It's just, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, so shocking that all you can do is laugh. Right. Exactly. So they said that there's, like, this well that a lot of the dead bodies were, like, found in. But it's been covered up now. So they can't imagine, like, you know, the remains that might be in there, which is crazy. Jeez. I know. But two studs kept getting the feel of, like, a rich or a Richard um over there and I think that's the medallion guy he was also getting hints of a John and a Thomas so John Lee's sons were named John and Thomas and they obviously ran the place after John Lee's died so two studs could be on to something um about this Thomas you know hanging out hitting up the property still. There was also a Thomas Hilton who was a previous owner. So Mm -hmm. another psychic caught on to that, that there was definitely a Thomas in the atmosphere. He's lonely. (laughs) (laughs) Which, same, I'm lonely too. Like, he can come Mm -hmm. hang out with me if he wants. And he's he's very just, he's, I think I said, oh, he's disfigured. I was going to say distinguished. That's not what I wrote. He's disfigured. (laughs) That's very different. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's both. Maybe he's both. He could be both. Who knows, you guys? But Sir Thomas is sad and he can come over anytime. <laughs> Not some Thomas in the atmosphere. It was giving <laughs> bring it on some Toros in the atmosphere. I said, burr. <laughs> I was like, that's all I could think of. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I need oh. better lighting and I need to take better notes. um anyways let's move on to the boardroom of this place because this is my favorite room in the (laughs) the boardroom dude it has a boss ass bitch who apparently is seen sitting at the table from time to time just looking out the windows like probably like thinking about her next move you know what's my next um heel to ass that I'm gonna have to make. And exactly, there's people that walk in there, like this guy walked in there one time and he got slapped. So bitches, Good. bitches out here like slapping mansplainers <gasps> across the face. I love that. I love all of it, you know? So yeah, she's seen sitting at that table doing boss shit, which is amazing. <laughs> um, Good for her. <laughs> yeah, but listen, y'all. Don't get me wrong. This place has clearly some really bad energy. Because <laughs> most, 
We lost her. Most haunted was they they just kept saying, um, get me back to British. Like it's it's horrible in here. Just horrible. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. How do you say horrible in in English? I think you're British. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, terrifying place. Um, apparently the brewery room is really scary to them. They kept hearing a bleh, which could have been like gas escaping from the barrels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kylie. Gosh. Oh my lord. But the energy It's an option. <laughs> but the energy was gnarly, you guys. It was really bad for them. They were hearing a lot of noises. They were hearing a lot of things fall um from the ceiling. Like corkscrews and stuff, like oh from shit, the, yeah, I don't know. And the one of the ladies was getting scared because she thought that they were getting like stuff was getting thrown at them. She was oh. like, she got on her walkie. She was like, they are throwing stuff at us now. Like that's how she sounded. She was so upset, like she was getting stoned, you know. But she what? I think they were just falling. Yeah, you know. And the guy was yeah. like, "Calm down, Suzanne. You know that's not her name, but he was like trying be. to calm her down." Um, and then the craziest thing, you guys, the end of the episode, I'm telling you what, like, I don't, I didn't know if I wanted to give it away, but I have to. So this guy, he was down with the barrels, just trying to like figure shit out. And he was yelling like, Hey, like if it is, it sounded like Titanic. He was like, is there anyone out there? And he kept screaming it. So I think it was like a modern ghost because he recognized that. And he was like, I'm here. And he, the barrels started banging y'all. No, not yes. the banging barrels. The barrels started banging on the, and the guy was like, Oh my God, he was so scared. He wanted to get out of there, but he kept he kept strong and he stayed because you'll never believe this barrel, y'all, just starts rolling out from this dark room. Love it. Rolled out to his feet. He swears nobody was there with him. I don't know who Absolutely. that was. What are you going to Thomas, do? John, the boss bitch, or the file, the file cabinets. It's a no from me. There's a lot of ghosts in there. Oof. Um. So if you ever are in Middleton, Manchester... Should check it out. Check it out. Let us know what's happening there. Yeah. And I just want to yeah. say, I take the best notes in the world. I, they're beautiful. When watching the I, show. Yeah. I was also just going to say, the way they say horrible would depend on where they're from. Well, I in, don't know where the most haunted people are from. And also, like, I can't keep the same English accent, you know? It's hard. So I got really obsessed because you guys know I love Harry Styles. And I was like, what kind of accent does he have? Mm-hmm. And his is like a mix of, like, Northern and Southern, um, oh, apparently. I, like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, well, it, I, I'm not a linguist. I can't get into it too deep. <laughs> I, I can say what I know about Harry, and I can say what I know about a few other things, like how they speak in Northern England versus Southern England. But that's all we know get an expert on here and tell us more about the accents. <laughs> I think the S I think the Essex boy, Essex boys turn me on. Oh yeah. No, they don't sound like the moral Congress. They might are they so is that in the South? I don't know. Uh, well I've never been to London. 
Nor have I. One day, maybe. <laughs> we're gonna, um, we have to title this cringe. This episode is just cringe. <laughs> you know what? We're having Wait, fun. are you cringing to us? Oh, girl, have you ever heard me try an Do accent? What? An English accent? The most cringe. Give it to us. Give it to us. Because now people are well, going to Well, on the spot, it's just too hard to change it, it up. It's and true. if you've been like it's smoking true. weed, like it's you've got like shit in your throat already. So I just it's too hard. Did so I tell you guys having trouble? What? When I had an edible out in California, it was the first I I don't smoke often, nor do I eat weed. And I had way too much of an edible and it was California weed. And I started talking in an English accent and I couldn't stop. No. So, so I don't want to talk in this accent anymore. Were you crying? <laughs> I think I was laughing, but I thought, I don't know. I oh, couldn't man. tell you. I was high for like three days. I don't think I've ever had, I don't think an accent was, has ever come over me. It was bad. That's I, so funny. Bad. I did it one night in college, like very successfully, where a guy really thought I was English, asked me out on a date. Ooh. I said yes. He ended up picking we can me test up it out this weekend. thinking that I was still English, and I wasn't. Well, Sorry. was it the last time we were in Salem? We spoke in accents yeah, we the did. whole so time. So we are good at it. It's just you have to catch us at yeah. the right time. Emily and I could not stop. We could It was like bad. It was very funny. To the point everyone around us was like, what is they going on? They were like, on? you guys just do this all the time? We were like, yes. yeah, mate. Yeah. When we're together, we're like, you <laughs> don't. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. All right, Kylie, take us home. They were just paying homage to, you know, the the Puritans. Yeah, hey, came over I back am ninety eight percent English. So, yeah, so there you go. I'm very, very. The basic. accent is in her bones, people. Yeah, she's just channeling the ancestors, right? Exactly. Ninety eight. All right, you guys want me to? No, it's probably more like. 96. I'm gonna wrap this bad boy up with a long one. Rapper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rapper. So I went to Savannah, Georgia a few weeks ago and I kept walking by Moon River Brewery. It's on 21 West Bay Street and it is facing the water. Gorge. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, it's across the street from the water, so you don't quite see it. All right. I knew that it was one of the haunted spots, but the thing about Savannah, everything Everything. is haunted there. Mm -hmm. So we didn't actually end up going. However... We're going to talk about her today because mm. if you are in Savannah and you want a nice drink, you should definitely visit Moon River Brewery. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sounded like James a James Bond song instead of like the Moon River song, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the Moon River song. <laughs> a classic. I think that's a good idea. So this bad boy, this bad boy brewery opened in 1999, uh, but the building itself has been around since 1821 when it was built as the uh, as a as the first hotel in Savannah, actually. And it was called City Hotel. It was built by a laser early. I don't think I'm saying that name correctly. E-L-A-Z-E-R. Alizer? Alizer. Alizer. I think. (laughs) He was a native of Charleston, South Carolina, and he fell in love with Savannah. So he moved on down and uh, 
created and built the hotel as kind of like a a hotspot, a haven for the rich and famous who wanted to visit the beautiful, quiet city of Savannah. So some notable hotel guests throughout these early years included the War of 1812 hero, Winfield Scott. I know that Emily and I used to have his poster up on our walls when we were teenagers. So hot. Um, (laughs) The first three... The first three Commodores, De Lafayette. Oh, I'm sorry. The first three Commodores of the United Statues Navy. And then good old naturalist James Audubon. And Audubon stayed at the hotel for six months as he tried to sell uh, books of his drawings. So love that for him. A starving artist, Mm -hmm. but not really because he's in the fancy hotel. Yeah. In 1851, Peter Wiltberger bought the hotel, renovated it, and then decided to put a real live lion and lioness on display to draw attention. It's kind of like a a marketing idea for him. Um, I don't know the details of how, (laughs) were the lions alive were they I'm, I'm guessing that they're they weren't exactly humanely cared for I'm hoping they were but probably Oof, not yeah but I mean with the with the times in the mid 1800s that's what that's what people like to do unfortunately the city hotel's final guest checked out in 1864 right before the arrival of General Sherman my guy and he took over uh, Savannah during the Civil War and the hotel never reopened, at least not as a hotel. According to nightlyspirits.com, who provided much information on the brewery, the building was used as a hospital many times for yellow fever victims. So yellow fever visited not once, not twice, but maybe even thrice. Mm. Oof. Times in, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like these people could not get a break. Mm-mm. And hundreds of people, mostly children, died on the upper floors of the building um, during these outbreaks. And the number of people who died from yellow fever was staggering. And it's actually one of the reasons why Savannah is so haunted. It's basically built over human remains. Like, there are roads that are just over bones because oh my gosh. during yellow fever— and we've heard about this, like with plagues and whatnot, mm-hmm. when there are so many dead bodies that have a disease or some type of um, plague, you, nobody wants to really touch the bodies or provide services for for the dead. So basically trenches were dug and hundreds of thousands of bodies were just piled in them. Yep. So pretty sad and pretty spooky. Um, but that's one of the reasons why Savannah has so much history as well as rumors of being haunted because there's just so much, there's so much death underneath your feet. There's not only yellow fever, but also all of the battles, like all of these, there's just so many. Anyway, (laughs) the building. We'll get back to the building, the brewery. So the building in happier times also housed the first branch of the United States post office in Savannah, as well as a branch of the Bank of the United States. Mm. So some very serious business went down on West Bay Street. 
So around the 1900s, turn of the century, the building was also used as a coal and lumber warehouse. And in the 60s, uh, the space was renovated to be a uh, office supply store and it held a large printing press. And then it was kind of dormant for a little bit in the 80s. And then in 1995, it was renovated into its current uh, layout as a brew pub. So although it looks great, when you go in there, there's, you know, a lot of sadness, strife, and violence within the walls <laughs> that have never left. So the building is allegedly one of the most haunted in Savannah, which, again, says is saying a lot because everything's haunted in Savannah. <laughs> um, the American Institute of Paranormal Psychology called Savannah the most haunted city in America in 2003. We may have mentioned that in our Savannah episode both Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures have shot episodes in Moon River Brewery, uh, which, you know, brought the attention of the people. It's It might be the reason why it's still in business today, because if not, I feel like the haunts may have closed down the business because it's it gets a little wild. Mm-hmm. Some more from Nightly Spirits. Vindictive acts of violence in the past include a shooting of a known town, Naughty Pants. In 1832, a doctor... <laughs> First name Naughty, last oh name Pants. Alyssa's Not- face. Naughty Pants. Naughty Pants. Naughty Trousers, you know? In 1832, a doctor named Dr. Philip Menace... Oh. <gasps> M-I-N-N-I-S? No, I wish. M-I-N-U-S. Oh, stank ass. (laughs) I know. He shot a drunk man named James Stark. So he was, as I said, he was a naughty pants. He was always drunk, always causing trouble and insulting people. And Savannah, as a whole, just didn't like Jimmy Stark. So I guess Dr. Philip took one for the team and shot him. Damn. He claims it was self-defense. He says that James Stark was going for his gun first. Um, But mm, probably not. We don't believe it. We don't believe that. And we think that Jimmy haunts haunts the place because he's like, yo, you kidding me? You think you think you killing me is going to stop me from Mm -hmm. being naughty? Heck no. I was going to say he's a regular naughty pants. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Something else that occurred in the building in 1860. So this was a little before uh, the Civil War, but Northern aggression. People down south did not like us Yanks up here in the north, especially in Georgia. There was a Yank, a Yankee by the name of James Sinclair, who came into town and decided to stay at the city hotel. And the people of Savannah were Mm-hmm. They were like, are you kidding me? They'd had it. Here comes a Yank. He's trying to take our slaves away. He's trying to take everything from us. And he thinks he can stay in our fancy hotel. Mm-hmm. Heck no. So they were trying to pressure him to leave. They were trying to exile him from town. And he was like, uh, no. So they created a mob in the streets outside of the hotel. And it was a lynch mob. And Ugh. they marched through the city 
into the hotel and they dragged Sinclair into the streets of the building and then they stripped and beat him. Oh, oh. my Lord. People and were he, so nasty. I know. And I'm like, who? who's really the naughty parents? I'm thinking it's the people. Yeah. You know? They need a whooping. Right? So he survived, but he got so close to the point of death that some think that because he had such a close to death encounter at mm-hmm. the hotel in the building that his spirit returns. That makes sense. And haunts, right? So I'm going to read from the site. Honestly, nightlyspirits.com, you're great. They they have so much information they on, do. on the brewery. So the basement, Alyssa, your favorite. The basement no. at the brewery at Moon River Brewery. They should be illegal. <laughs> Right? Basements should be illegal. So, allegedly, the most famous ghost is named Toby, and he is often seen wandering around in the basement, and he is mostly seen by staff, and they saw him often enough that they gave him the name. Uh, The basement, according to paranormal investigators as well as staff throughout the years, um, probably also patrons, but how many patrons go into the basement? Um, They think the basement is the most active floor, paranormal-wise, in the brewery. So it doesn't have, like, the same vibe as the top floor um, or the violent history of the other floors. But Toby is known to brush up against people playing um, in the billiards room, or he gets frustrated and pushes them. So, I'm sorry, I guess there must be some games and such in the basement for patrons to go in the basement. Uh, A few people, especially paranormal investigators, um, possibly historians, I'm not sure, I don't have that on paper, but a few people will say that slaves were kept in the basement, uh, which would certainly be a reason for uh, the haunting. Uh, Again, there is no evidence, but considering the times, how slaves were treated, um, where they were kept, etc., it is likely and that definitely would contribute contribute to more hauntings and uh, negativity in the basement. People have also felt cold spots. They have seen bottles fallen, uh, being thrown, or ha- have had a feeling of being touched. Um, so that's not only just in the basement by Toby, but that's on any floor. Toby. All right, so now we're going to go to the, this is a long the main crack me up. <laughs> Wait, what? That said Toby. <laughs> Toby, that's my ass cheek. <laughs> Not so. Not so. Holly, Holly. Ghosts will be ghosts, you know? <laughs> Not all ghosts. Fucking you call it. Okay, Toby. the main floor. So the main floor, or you could say the second floor, is uh, that's where James Stark was shot by the Dr. Menace. And some people say that liquor bottles are thrown. So not Mm. just glasses, but liquor bottles. And that would totally make sense because James, he was just going there to have a drink and then he was brutally murdered by some rich, mean doctor. Mm. Um, Some people feel grabbing, hitting, and pushing. So like actual violent sensations, which... That isn't like super common in the paranormal world. I mean, you you can feel sensations and such, but to have so many sensations that are all violent at once in one place, that's definitely a sign that there's some negative energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some patrons in the in the dining room, which is also on the main floor, they have felt someone touching them when they were eating, but no one was around. Cold spots in the bathrooms or being locked into a stall, which to me seems like maybe it's a human error, <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I mean, at a brewery, who hasn't locked themselves in the bathroom because you don't realize how to use a lock when you shit face? Also, here's the thing. Nothing will make you realize you're drunk more than going to the bathroom. Right. Like just any, <laughs> I, I don't drink anymore, but when I did, I just remember all the moments of realization of being in like a bar bathroom and being like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I am yeah. toasted. For sure. Yeah. But it's like always a positive realization. You're like, ooh. Yeah. You're like, we're having fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm toasted. I'm pissing, you know, it's great. Yeah. Feeling good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm gross. So the third floor, we're going to go up to the third floor now. So there is a woman in white. We we know her well. She seems to get around, but a full body apparition of a woman in white has been seen on the third floor by many people. She's one of the most well-known ghosts and some people refer to her as Mrs. Johnson. I don't I don't know who Mrs. Johnson was, but I'm glad that They've given the ghost a name. Mm-hmm. The third floor, as I mentioned before, is also one of the floors where many children died of yellow fever. So people do hear children talking and playing. Um, they, People who work the brewery, especially at night when they're closing or opening in the morning, they hear children running in the halls upstairs. No. no. Hate that. No reports of laughter, probably because they had yellow fever. So, Aww. Alyssa, I know you don't like laughing children, so this might be a safe place for you to go. Yeah. They got a basement and they got kids. I I don't yeah. know. Yeah. More violence. So, in 1990, in the 1990s when the uh when construction was being done on the third floor, so this was right before they decided to turn it into a brewery. Um, the wife of a foreman was pushed down the stairs and she fell all the way down the staircase. She was shoved by nothing. Oh, <laughs> God. That will be, like, that must have been a fun fact for her at work meetings. Like, what's a fun fact? She's like, I was pushed down the stairs by nothing. <laughs> she tumbled like, all the way down. Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> Should she be working No one us? was there. <laughs> Julia Fox voice. She's like, no one was there. <laughs> but the foreman was like, all right, we're leaving. Like, he stopped construction and just, he was like, we're, No. So he must have either seen or could tell that his wife was, you know, being honest about feeling like she had been pushed. So spooky. All right. The last floor, the top floor, the creepiest, some might say. So this floor has been said to possess a very dark energy. Um, Apparently a lot of paranormal investigators can conclude that this is where, like, the dark shit is. So this could be because the majority of the yellow fever victims and patients uh, were on this floor. Um, it could also be because they were at the top floor, they didn't have as much attention as those on um, the third and second floors in terms of patients, especially because the second one had kids. So a lot of people think that the victims felt trapped up there. So that must be like a really nasty death. Like you're like, oh, you're just 
Especially if it was like in the warmer months. Yeah. Damn. You're on the top floor of a building with no air circulation. Oh. You're just left in a room to die nope. with a bunch of other people. And you hear people dying. You're seeing people dying around you. Whoa. Sad. Yeah. 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 So that makes sense why there would be such terrible and dark energy. Yep. So <laughs> there are ghost tours in Savannah. I went on a ghost tour, which I could talk about in another, in another episode. Um, but the one that I went on focused more on the squares and a few of the mansions. There are ghost tours um, that focus more on the buildings closer to the water. And I think they include a tour of um, Moon River Brewery. So if you go to Savannah, maybe try to find some type of ghost tour um, that stops by, swings by, get a good drink, some food. I hear they have great food. And just let us know what happens. Mm. Let us know what you see. Yes. Love it. <sighs> and that's that. Wow. Wow. Here's the thing. When people were like treating people horribly and letting them die in crazy ways back in the day, they weren't thinking about the hauntings that were going to <laughs> become a bit. Yeah, that was the last one thing, thing on their mind. I just, it, in all the years that I've been obsessed with this, I'm like, people just don't think of the haunting that they're going to spur by doing a terrible thing. Think about that. When you want to do something bad and be a naughty pants, Think of what's going to happen. The naughty okay? pants kills me. Don't do it. All right? Mr. Naughty Pants. <sighs> We're all a little bit naughty pants. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's do it. All right. Well, wow. That was fun. Thank you, Jeffrey, for the suggestion. Um, yeah, that that was a fun one. We will be back with stories to tell you of... Our trip to Massachusetts, um, I would say wish us luck, but the next time you hear from us, we'll have already already done the thing. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so excited. All right. <laughs> Same. We're going to get through this. And until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.